For too many years, we've been told to show the horse who's boss, use gadgets, and ride two and three-year-olds. We're expected to follow fashionable trends, like riding behind the vertical or with your horse's nose on the ground, and put our short-term performance goals before the long-term health of a horse. This sounds crazy to me, because we're forgetting all about the horse. In this show, you'll learn why groundwork, lateral movements, liberty work, and pole work are so important in your training program. Plus, how to build lightness and softness in the saddle by recognizing the try and building confidence in both horse and rider. We know that horses are only physically mature at five and a half years of age at the earliest. We believe that collection is not a head position. We know that older horses are not disposable. Walking 100 miles on foot is amazing to build that connection together. And that bitless bridles, California hackamores, bosal and macates can be really useful. We never place competition goals above our horse's health, and we know that self-carriage means that the horse does it by himself. We take as long as it takes, and we understand the importance of working slowly with the horse to build connection, trust, and partnership together, and we aim to always put the horse's mental, physical, and emotional needs first. So I promise to share all my horsemanship strategies with you. Sounds good? I'm your host, Elaine Heaney, creator of the Listening to the Horse documentary. Let's get the show started. It's one of those really rare days in Ireland today. The sky is actually blue. Blue! <laughs> I can't see any clouds and there's no rain forecast on the app on my phone. And it's actually warm and sunny outside. It's just completely... You might be used to this if it is summer warm. In Ireland, we're not used to this kind of weather, but we adore it when it arrives. And I'm actually working on a top secret new project. So my plan is to finish up all my computer work in about 15 minutes and then head out with a couple of video cameras to find Ozzy and Matilda and have a bit of fun and record some videos, hopefully. Now, one thing that I'd love to see, and it's just, it's kind of fascinating. It's how Ozzy and Matilda's relationship has developed in the three or four years since Matilda joined her family. And because they spend all day together every day, they've figured out each other and they have their own little routines. So a really funny one I've noticed is rolling. So they love rolling. So what happens is Ozzy decides he wants to have a roll. So he will find a nice muddy place and he'll get down and have a really good roll. And while he's doing this, Matilda just watches him, stares at him, (laughs) watches him. And when Ozzy's finished, he sits there for a moment before he gets up and Matilda will walk right over towards him. And uh, then he starts to get up and she literally pushes him out of the way as he's halfway up to get him to move out of the way. And then she will immediately sit down in exactly the same place that Ozzy has just rolled and she'll have a roll and then she'll get up and then they'll both wander off together afterwards to eat grass. And I've actually never seen Matilda just by herself randomly have a roll, but every single time Ozzy has a roll, she will push him out of the way, sit down in exactly the same place and have a roll. (laughs) So it's kind of a routine that they do together. But it only really happened as they developed their relationship together. And it definitely didn't happen at the beginning when they met each other. But it got me thinking about what needs to happen when you get a new horse. Because all those hours they spent together, like they have to begin somewhere, right? 
And at the beginning, it's more about you and your horse kind of trying to figure each other out, like the way it was when Matilda arrived and herself and Ozzy definitely went through a process of trying to figure each other out. And at the beginning, they didn't like each other whatsoever. They had, they weren't even, if they were in the paddock, at this, uh, you know, the same paddock, which they weren't at the beginning with a Matilda kind of jumped into Ozzy's paddock, which is a different story. But if they were by chance in the same paddock together, one would be at one side of the paddock, one would be at the other side of the paddock. They wouldn't even be near each other and there was a lot of hijinks and stuff initially. But now they're like best of friends, understand each other, have their own little routines, have it all figured out. So I wanted to give you some tips about how to start working if you get a new horse. And obviously this is something that happens <laughs> to a lot of people. And it, it's it's an amazing opportunity and experience when you've you decide to get a new horse and but the thing is well it's gonna there's definitely a time period that you need to allow your horse some grace to adjust to the new place, to the new environment, to you. You could be totally different to the last person they were used to and do things in a different way that they do not understand. So there's a couple of things that I like to do when a new horse arrives and also just being mindful to to be considerate and to be kind and that they are probably having quite likely a bit of a tricky time just with the whole change and new situation and everything so three tips first of all i would definitely start with liberty work to get to know each other i think it's wonderful to be able to figure out each other and to start communicating through body language and it's a great way to start building connection once that is underway and you're start starting to see that kind of connection and communication starting which can be just oh it's it's like the coolest feeling in the world when you get a new horse then i would move on to some more groundwork which would be the 100 miles a month challenge so this is it involves introducing your horse to different areas in your property different places they might not be used to but it's so powerful to build confidence in a horse when they've come somewhere new and also again to keep that conversation going between you and your horse because the 100 miles a month challenge is not just about let's put on the head collar and go and walk for hours it's not about that there's actually about 10 or 12 specific groundwork exercises that you watch and that then you have to implement each one of these exercises with your horse. So it deals with situations like, what do I do if my horse wants to eat grass? What do I do if my horse is going too slow? What do I do if my horse is going too fast and walking across in front of me? What do I do if my horse's shoulder is pushing into me? Or what do I do if they spook? All these little questions that, that are really common when you're leading horses, new horses, old horses, any type of horse around an environment that they're not really that used to. So there's a ton of training exercises in there that are pretty much priceless in terms of building confidence in a new horse. So I would do that and I've done that with both of my horses, Ozzy and Matilda, and it's made such a difference. Like initially Matilda, because she was a little bit herd bound to Ozzy when she eventually <laughs> realized that he was a good dude to hang around with. She got a little bit herd bound to him. But the more I did the 100 mile challenge, initially she was like, oh, I don't want to go too far away from Ozzy. My friend is over there. I'm not too sure about this. So we were doing, we were leading in hand, but her mind was still a bit back with Ozzy. But the more we did of this, using the strategies that, that are in the program, she does this really funny thing now. So if we're out and about, and she looks around, she's always looking in the distance, see what's going on, see what's going on. If she spots a gate, right, any type of gate, whatever field she's in, if she spots a gate at the far side of it, a bit of a distance away, she looks at the gate and she's like, Elaine, that's it. That's the gate. We've got to go there. <laughs> 
And so she's actually quite keen to walk to the gate. And then she we go through the gate and we're in the next field. And that's grand. We're walking around and stuff. And then I'll, I'll notice her. I'll, she'll spot another gate in the distance. And she's like, Elaine, there's the gate. We've got to go to this. She has this funny thing about gates. So it's quite funny. So she's turned from a horse that used to worry and thinking about, oh, we're leaving our friend. I'm not too sure. That's a whole situation. And now when we're out and about, she doesn't think about that anymore. She's like, Elaine, there is a gate. I love gates. Let's go over to the gate. And she, so she's turned into this kind of exploring Christopher Columbus type horse, which is, which is kind of funny. But that's one reason why I really do think walking in hand is, is so powerful. And then the third thing I love to do with new horses is I love to do one and two pole challenges on the ground. So you may have come across these before. The one pole challenge is... It's a challenge where you have one pole on the ground and your horse's near fore and near hind have got to be on one side of it and your horse's off fore and off hind have to be on the other side of it. Sounds easy, actually very tricky and it can take a couple of days, even up to a week for your horse to figure it out because it's quite mentally tricky for your horse but it's actually quite mentally tricky for us as well because in order to support our horse in doing this we have to get really good at communication we have to get really good at patience we have to get really good at asking for just tiny steps because if we make big movements our horse is going to go flying over the pole and go nowhere near where he should be so it kind of trains us and improves our horsemanship skills as well so if you have a new horse and you're interested in maybe trying out some liberty work or pole work or the 100 miles challenge you can find all of our training courses at www.grayponyfilms.com now I want to share with you a fun exercise that you can try out at home with your horse. This is called the cone walk and it is a riding exercise and what you're going to need to do this exercise you're going to need a horse obviously and you're going to need two cones and the setup is I want you to put those two cones fairly close together about a meter apart in the middle of your paddock or your field or your arena or wherever you ride. So the idea is that you're going to trot a figure of eight in the middle of this figure of eight we're going to put the two cones so you're going to go through it during your figure of eight in the middle of the figure of eight and then once the second you are in the middle of the two cones I want you to walk okay for a step or two or three and then I want you to trot on again once you've cleared the cones okay so two cones in the middle we do a figure of eight with the cones in the middle of the figure of eight when you get to the middle of the cones you have to walk and then walk for a step or two or three and then trot on again. And I've done this with both Matilda and Oz and it's actually really good fun and it's also going to help improve your accuracy in transitions. Now some common mistakes or things to avoid when you are going back to walk when you reach the middle of the two cones I want you to explore how much you can do with your seat and your weight so changing your seat and your weight breathing out loudly doing a big oh sitting on the back pockets of your jeans and I want to see how little you can do with your reins okay and then when you're going from walk to trot you've just left the cones I want you to make sure that you look where you want to go and bring the life up in your body so your body's going to get a little bit taller it's going to be a little bit more energy in your body so it's going to be more that your horse will start to follow your energy and I also want you to count the steps so how many steps does it take for your horse to go back to a walk once you start to ask? So if you start to ask for a walk and they take three trot steps and then they walk on the fourth, then that's, you know, 
three trot steps or whatever. But maybe after you do this for a couple of times, can you see that your horse needs less steps to actually make that change back to a walk? And the same going from walk to trot. So it's a fun little riding exercise for you this week. Now I want to give a shout out to some of our students who are doing amazing work. First we have Annette Berry. So she has a beautiful grey horse, actually looks a little bit like Ozzy, and she's called Becky. So Annette has said that Becky and herself passed all of her scary things. So she was actually doing the confidence workshop that we ran a couple of weeks ago. So she passed all of her scary things. She is leading her horse on the ground. So she passed a bike, she passed four dogs. One was off the lead accompanying the bike and she passed four vans and a truck. And Annette has said that Becky used to shake and rear and run off the road. But now after three weeks of walking, she's getting really confident and I'm really proud of her. And actually that is amazing. That makes, I mean, God, such a difference. But yeah, amazing work. And then we have Britain. So Britain has a horse called Patty. And Britain's biggest worry was discovering new things on the trail when they used to go out riding. So she said that today we came across a giant stuffed banana. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't know, kind of unusual. I'm not too sure where you live, where you have giant stuffed bananas on a trail ride. Who knows? So Britain said a week ago, I would have found an alternative path or turned around because I didn't know what her horse would do. But today, I allowed Patty to approach it on her own to take a moment to smell it. One big snort, a huge exhale, and she turned her head to look back at me. And I praised both of us. I love that, actually praising both your horse and yourself because you're doing well, really well in this situation. So I praised both of us out loud, gave her a tiny treat, and off we went. Throughout the ride, I told her what a great job we were both doing. What a feeling. I'm so proud of us. We are exactly where we should be today. It feels amazing. That's so good. Oh, I love those kind of stories. And then finally, final shout out goes to Susan. So she said, I'm really enjoying connecting to my horses at Liberty by brushing them. I've always tied my horses up for industrial strength grooming to get the Western Washington mud off them. When I watched Elaine softly stroke her brush over her horses and not worrying about getting them clean, I saw it as a wonderful activity. My mares appreciate this attention and I love slowing down and watching their reactions instead of having to work so hard. My goal is their enjoyment rather than a clean coat. Susan, that is really good. I mean, obviously, yes, sometimes we have to get our horses like squeaky clean for a show or something. But in general, you want to obviously kind of work with your horse and just do what's comfortable for them as well. So well done, everybody. Keep up the good work. And if you'd like to be featured in this section of the podcast, or if you'd just like to read some more inspiring stories about our students all around the world, literally from America, Canada, Ireland, England, Europe, Australia, New Zealand, all you need to do is join our community at www.starthorselistening.com. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. Now I'm quite excited because soon we will be holding our next five days to confidence workshop. This is an online workshop. It's completely free and you can watch it from anywhere in the world on your smartphone or laptop. And you're going to learn how to deal with scary arena corners, how to get your horse brave with plastic, and you'll also discover some really useful confidence building tips. And not only that, you're going to be able to build your own confidence in the process too. Each day you'll get a fun homework assignment to do with your horse and you can get all the details and get a free ticket at 
5 days to confidence.com.